Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the fortnightly podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. If you're new around here, then each fortnight we have a quick catch up about what we've been up to, share what we've been really loving recently, whether it's TV, books, podcasts, whatever it can be, and then we discuss a topic we feel that's really relevant to right now. So since we last recorded, a lot has gone down. Um, For anyone who's outside of the UK and doesn't know, England's now in a full lockdown like we were back in uh, March, April of this year. Um, which basically means you can only leave your house for exercise unless you're an essential worker or you're a kid going to school. Um, it's it's been a it's been quite a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, I feel it. I, I don't know. We say this loads, but I do feel like a lifetime of things has happened in the last couple of weeks. Like yes. for both of us, I think. Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to think that kind of two-ish weeks ago, I'd just come out of quarantine after coming back from Australia and so much has happened since then (laughs) I mean yeah I then followed suit and went into quarantine for just over two weeks um because we actually got covid we're fine like I'm not I'm not saying that's like stress anyone out but I think um it's important to be honest yeah and we're, we're okay now we're recovering 10 out of 10 would not recommend um anyone who thinks this is just a cold is talking out of their backside in my opinion um but that was a whole that was a whole stress um can't imagine um, I, I've got hundreds of recommendations to keep us going because literally all I've been able to do is sit on a sofa or sit in my bed and watch stuff so you know there's recommendations and a lot of thinking time and a lot of stuff that can come out of it but that was an experience um and then in happier news there is a new president well there's a new president elect the relief oh my god and Kamala Harris is gonna be the first female VP and she's a woman of color I just love it like so we made an escape to Scotland when we heard uh we heard whispers of a lockdown um obviously we'd just come out of quarantine so we kind of felt like it was we were able to just have a little bit of a getaway for the first time in what eight months since we went into lockdown in Melbourne back in March and so we were in Scotland when we heard the news on the Scottish radio that Joe Biden was going to be the next president of the United States and for those that don't know Taylor is American and he had been so stressed for those few days while all the votes were being counted. It was like the longest few days, like even though we were we were exploring Scotland and it was beautiful and we were doing so much stuff. But you could just tell that like, he was so, so stressed, like constantly thinking about his family and his friends back at home and the relief, like 
for him, for everyone. We called his family as soon as as soon as we found out. And it's just it's unbelievable the difference that it's made to people and all the videos online of people celebrating in the streets. It just shows what what a difference it's even just made to people's outlook and people's attitude. Do you know what that that's one of the big things for me is like it was just this huge obviously it's a huge moment in history it's like a real where were you moment anyway um but just that reassurance that that there is the possibility for change for the good like it doesn't always I'm, I'll leave the um poem in the show notes actually because I can't remember who wrote it but I saw someone share it and it was doing the rounds and it was basically saying how things don't always go from bad to worse and I think after a year that has been horrendous in so, so many ways, um, this definitely isn't like getting over the finish line, but it's like a glimmer of hope has been lit. Yeah. Like we can move in a different direction now. It was needed, wasn't it? Something like mm. this. I think. Because even, so I, I shared it on my stories, obviously, um, and I got a couple of comments, people saying, you're not even American why are you sharing this? I say a couple, it was literally just two people. So it's not like it bothered me, but I thought, I feel like that's very short-sighted to, I feel like it affects everyone. If it affects relationships with other countries, it, it affects like diplomatic travel. It it affects you whether you realize it or not. Like it's, it's the USA. And I mean, also Mm. they probably didn't realize that my partner is American. So that's beside the point, but I think it is, for everyone I think it is such a a turnaround for what has been a crappy year yeah yeah definitely and I know it's kind of it's one of those things isn't it it's like that reassurance that you can things can get better and they can change in a positive direction and whilst it doesn't mean that because I know there's pretty much straight afterwards so many people were like oh but Joe Biden's no angel like there's a lot of problems with him as an individual and all this stuff about Hunter Biden. No one's ever said he was an angel. Yeah, no one's ever... That's the thing. And it's... I'm a bit like, do you know what? No one is sitting here saying he's an angel. No one is sitting here saying he's perfect. But I would rather watch... So for a start, you've got to hold them accountable. But I think it's better to watch someone like Biden and hold him accountable than someone like Trump and for what Trump stands for. Because... He is just a figurehead of a much bigger issue that isn't just an American problem, people. It's a problem here in the UK. Like, he is, you know, the things that he stands for are just as much of an issue here. And at least there's an opportunity to move in a different direction that is more compassionate. That doesn't mean to say that everyone's saying that Biden is an angel, (laughs) And there isn't going to be any effort that needs to be put in in keeping people accountable and still putting in work. But there's more hope now. Yeah, for sure. I think that's it. It's the hope. I mean, he doesn't doesn't become president until January, but already just from the reaction, you can see it's it's hope, isn't it, for everyone? Yeah, and he said he's going to get back into the Paris Climate um, Agreement, and I'm so happy about that because oh god, yeah, that affects everyone. Like someone who says, "Oh, you're not American. Why do you care?" Because of stuff like that, because it matters exactly. so much. Um, our catch ups turned into a bit of an American political dissection. I'm not mad about it, um, <laughs> but, but it's also not our topic this week. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't we? We will move on. Um, what how was Scotland tell me about because it looked 
stunning and we've been toying with the idea of a Scottish road trip for some years so we're now thinking you know safety permitting and everything for next year at some point we need to go oh I I cannot recommend it enough if you guys can get there I we've we've been planning it for a while and we've always kind of said that we would go at some point we were actually supposed to go to Wales but obviously Wales um went into its own lockdown which is why we ended up going to Scotland. And I'm so glad that we did. One, I never realised how stunning Scotland is as an autumn destination. I I feel like that's not really on the radar for people, but it was absolutely beautiful. And we did get very lucky with the weather, considering we were there kind of very end of October and into November. We had very little... If it rained, it passed over really quickly. But um, it's just... it's absolutely amazing and the the highlands by far were the highlight for us they're just the scenery is so dramatic like people think English countryside is so pretty like rolling hills green countryside and that's a word like pretty English countryside is pretty but Scottish countryside is just dramatic like Mm -hmm. mountains like craggy cliff faces like huge streams just winding roads through all of this amazing scenery and it was absolutely incredible, even more than I expected it to be. And I went to Sky when I was, when I was a lot younger as a teenager. And it's just, you didn't really appreciate it. You're kind of that age where you're like, oh, family holiday in the UK, kind of, you don't appreciate how beautiful it is, especially when you're yeah. holidaying in your own country when you're younger. But now, like, I mean, I can see why Scotland got so popular over the summer with people in the UK, because it is absolutely like, stunning. This is not a recommendation, but now it has become one. I definitely recommend going to Scotland when you're able to. We really, really want to go. We went to Edinburgh, when was it? Three, I think three years ago, um, for like a long, a very long weekend. Um, And it was just as it was like going into autumn and it was just the most beautiful kind of beautiful city, beautiful just vibe to Scotland generally and I we both said then like we want to explore more of Scotland so when you're in Edinburgh you're just in Scotland but like we've got to explore further north yeah Edinburgh is beautiful um like absolutely gorgeous city and I think I do feel like people don't almost don't experience the full Scotland by seeing all of that scenery as well because when you're in those like lowland areas the scenery is still very Englishy <laughs> I don't know I'm not describing it as well yeah. but we really, really saw the difference once we got into the Highlands and just how dramatic it all is. And obviously there's beautiful castles and huge locks surrounded by mountains. And yeah, it was it was amazing. I really recommend heading to Scotland. And also, I mean, we didn't go to Glasgow. We really wanted to. But because the tier system came into place while we were there, um, we didn't really think it was responsible to be crossing between different tiers like we stayed in tier one and tier two rather than going into their tier three areas um Mm. but people were really I don't know I think they'd struggled in the summer because they'd been overwhelmed with tourism more than they could cope there was so much work being done in sky to like expand car parks and things like that but also in those more highland areas people were thrilled to be seeing tourists everyone was so lovely like just every single Scottish person we met and spoke to and so lovely so helpful so welcoming yeah very very nice place definitely recommend sounds really really lovely 
Do you want to move on to this week's recommendations? Yeah. Um, do you want to kick off with your first recommendation? So my first recommendation is a TV show. There's going to be a lot of TV shows and films coming up over the next couple of weeks, so you have all been warned. Um, but the first one is Love Life. I think you would love this house. For a start, it stars Anna Kendrick, who is uh-huh. our pal. Not that she knows it. But, um, and if you, it's kind of like a more... I don't want to say feminine, that's the wrong word, but it's very, it's focused around her love life basically over the course of about eight or nine years. Um, basically her relationships in her twenties and it looks at why she behaves in certain ways and why she attracts certain men and kind of just follows her journey, her love life through her twenties. Um, and it's really interesting. It's got kind of like a hint of modern love to it. It's not as cozy and as enchanting as modern, modern love is, but it's, got that sort of vibe to it um it's set in New York and it's just really interesting like I I love stuff like that where you get to get inside someone's head and understand like the events in their life that led them to certain decisions and it looks at more than just romantic love like it looks at the relationships with her friends and how they change and how her relationship with her parents changes throughout her life it was just really interesting I inhaled it in a day Um, you could easily split this up over like a couple of days because they're only half hour episodes as well which I really like so it's quite snappy so Um, was she filming the whole way through her 20s or is it like recap it's not so it's it's not about her so much as it is like a character that's written um and it's shot so it's the story goes from I want to say like 2000 and 12-ish up until about 2018-19 which I believe is when it was shot so I think it's been out in the US for a while and it's kind of been bought onto iPlayer so you can watch it on the BBC if you're in the UK um but it's just a really it's interesting and it's not as I don't really know if this is the right word but and I know that if Evie's listening to this she's not going to like this and I'm sorry but it's not as like glamorous and frilly as Sex and the City but it's okay. that kind of that kind of like exploration to relationships. There's a lot about sex and city that I don't love. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've just ended it with Evie. I'm sorry, love. Um, <laughs> but and I, I know that's not a popular opinion. Like I know a lot of people see Sex and City as a holy grail, and I can completely acknowledge its place in pop culture. Like it was like a corner. Hey, I've never watched it. Haven't you? I there are no. parts I really enjoy. I have to be in the right mood. Like I really do. Um, but it's it's that kind of like dissection of relationships I really love. Um, so yeah, I would I'd recommend it. I guess <laughs> I do love Anna Kendrick, so I'm definitely going to give that a watch. She is. Yeah, I, I was trying to explain today to to uh, to Taylor why we say make good choices from Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a canvas of it on my bedroom wall that says make good choices that our friend Asia made um, oh yeah yeah so I was trying to explain to him how that phrase was significant to us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's not it's not a mushy romantic thing it's more gritty than that I like that I'll definitely give it a watch what's your first recommendation so mine is also a movie because I'm Similar to you, I'm also working on a backlog of movies from her quarantine time. Um, And it is Birds of Prey, um, which is on Netflix. It's the new Harley Quinn movie. Oh, interesting. 
I absolutely loved it. And I was a bit wary because obviously Suicide Squad, for those who've seen Suicide Squad, it's a little bit underwhelming. It was not great. But Birds of Prey, the full title is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So she is the main protagonist in it. And I mean, the reviews, even on, it's got 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's doing a lot better than Suicide Squad. Um, but I just love how female focused it is. So it basically revolves around, at the start, she is broken up with the Joker. And it kind of follows her development as someone who is very reliant on that relationship to someone who realizes that she can essentially stand on her own two feet. Right. And in the process, she, because she's no longer with the Joker, she basically has a massive target on her back for all of the people that she's she's wronged while she's been with the Joker, because obviously he isn't protecting her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, it kind of follows her her journey of um, dealing with those various mm-hmm. um, enemies that she's made. And in the process, she has these three unexpected allies who are Black Canary, Huntress and Rennie Montoya and they they make up the Birds of Prey and it is just such a uh, I laughed out loud so much I really didn't expect that from it for it to be so funny but really really enjoyed it really strong female characters in it um, which I love so absolutely recommend giving it a watch it's over on Netflix because we every time it comes up as like a recommended we're always like oh no like Suicide Squad Suicide Squad was pretty crap like we don't so much better but I do like Margot Robbie um and I feel like she normally plays characters who have a bit more to them as well do you know what I mean yeah I think she does that really well in this I'm gonna add it to the list um what's your second recommendation I've got food recommendation for you and this is seeping into the fact that it's starting to feel quite festive um I know it's only November but I think a lot of us this this year are kind of thinking let's really embrace cozy times and this has been all over Instagram and it was hard to get my hands on so you've got to commit to fight sourcing this it's the orange hot chocolate powder from Sainsbury's it's Sainsbury's own brand it is 100% vegan so this is why it piqued my interest because normally like hot chocolate powders have milk in them um but it's vegan and you just make it at home and you add in your own milk oh my god how is it so good it's like sounds amazing it's like a terry's chocolate orange is hugging your tongue it's so it's so good and like when I was ill I completely lost my appetite um and I just didn't really feel hungry but having something like that was so nice because it was filling but it was just like the comforting thing that I needed when I was just feeling like crap um yeah it is hard to get hold of I had to go I think I went into Sainsbury's two or three separate times to try and find it and I really regret that I only bought one can of it now um (sighs) I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Honestly, I, 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 why did I even doubt that I would love it? Um, <sighs> I'm now praying that it is fulfilled in my Sainsbury's shop this week because Lord knows we're getting some crazy substitutions at the moment. So, you know, fingers crossed. But it's so good, so cosy. If you're a hot chocolate fan, who isn't a hot chocolate fan, really? Um, but yeah, it's my essential I had my f- Christmas. I had my first hot chocolate of the season last night with marshmallows Ooh. in and oh. I mean, so so good. I definitely need to find the chocolate orange one. 
yes, it's so, so good. Um, now I've got overexcited about my orange chocolate powder. What <laughs> is your second recommendation? I feel like this is this is the first time I've spoken for any length of time to anyone who is an Alex in like weeks. So I feel like I've got a verbal diarrhea and everyone listening is um, getting the brunt of that. So I am sorry in advance. Um, what's your second recommendation? So this recommendation, I feel like I've spoken about it with everyone today because we were speaking about them earlier and I've been speaking about them a lot over the last few days but they are hiking boots and I've always owned hiking boots I always had them various different brands never really found any that I loved um so I guess this is like a double recommendation one everyone should own hiking boots because they're the best thing ever I feel like I, actually own um, a pair. I know that is shocking I do actually own a pair I don't know where they are they're not I love that you own a pair they're not in my flat I don't know where they are. They might be they might be at Alex's parents' house. Um, but I got them when I did the Duke of Edinburgh. And amazingly, they still fit me. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like an essential thing for at the moment. When, when the only thing people can do is go outside and walk, I think having a really solid pair of either hiking shoes or hiking boots, like not everyone wants to have the boots, but I think just having those good like hiking footwear options is great especially when you're spending lockdown in the winter months in the UK but I bought a pair um this was a serious commitment but I really wanted these boots for ages and ages and they're the Timberland um Ellendale water resistant hiking boots and I wanted them for so long they don't stock them in the UK so I waited until there was the Nordstrom sale in the US and I shipped them over from the US and I was really worried because I was thinking that they look like a bit fashion-y. So I was worried that they were going to be rubbish. Like They're like that dark brown leather mm-hmm. with the colourful laces. Um, so very different from normal hiking boots that I've had before. But I got them because so many hiking boots have like the, the breathable bits in. And everyone says you shouldn't get water resistant hiking boots. If you're someone who gets feet as cold as mine, I disagree with that. I think keeping your feet dry is more important than them being breathable. Mm. Um Sorry, I had rant on this topic for ages. So anyway, <laughs> I got these boots. I've been so impressed. I wore them every, in fact, they were, they were the only footwear that I wore the entire time in Scotland. They've been on numerous hikes in mud, in water, just awful weather. And they are so comfortable. I didn't even, I wore them once around the house before we left for like half an hour. I didn't even need to break them in. That is good. And they are just so comfortable. My feet did not get cold once. They did not get wet once. And they're kind of, even though they are those brown leather look boots, because they're actual good quality and proper leather, they and they're water resistant, they they don't look bad when they look worn. Like that mm-hmm. kind of worn look actually looks really, really nice on them. So if you are looking for some really comfortable hiking boots, which are actually decent and water resistant, and you also want them to look nice, would highly recommend the Timberland ones. We um we are in the market for some type of hiking boots at the moment because it's like you said it's we, there's not a lot else you can do right now and I think especially it's important if you are someone who has got like weak ankles or knees or you've got an injury like a like a historic injury wearing something like a hiking boot makes so much difference because you're not like it's just easier to walk in like I never worry that I'm gonna like overexert anything or hurt anything when I'm in a hiking boot. But you have so much yeah. support because they're designed for that. Yeah, well, that's why I love wearing them as well because I love hiking. But obviously, I've got 
that ankle injury and there's a bunch of pins in there and I'm always so conscious that if I stand on a rock funny and roll it I'm going to be in real trouble but in a hiking boot because you've got that proper support it's just yeah it's just a bit of a Mm. a weight off your mind so highly recommend and also I'm sure there'll be plenty in the sales um over Black Friday Cyber Monday and also Boxing Day in January sales if you're thinking about getting some for next year good Christmas present as well if you've got someone who you're not sure what to buy for them yeah good practical I'm very into practical presents anyone who knows me is aware of this um but it is a very practical but like indulgent present as well yeah definitely do you want to move on to this week's topic yes so for this week's episode we thought it would be it would be wrong to not address the elephant in the room that is the second lockdown. So we want to talk about how to cope with this second lockdown, how we're dealing with the second lockdown, because I think after the first one and how difficult that was for everyone, I think it's important to keep that dialogue open and I guess kind of learn from it as well. There was a lot of things that people did in the first lockdown, a lot of trends or pressure that put people put on themselves. And I think with this second one, it's, so it's not any easier, but there's a lot that can be learned from the first one in how we approached it this time. For sure. I think it's one of those things that although no one would want a lockdown, it is something that's become increasingly more necessary. And reminding myself of that and going, okay, but I'm, I might be sacrificing seeing someone, but I could be saving someone's life has been a really, a really good way to just ground myself in the moment because I think lockdown last time pretty much felt like it came out of nowhere like it was a completely alien concept and we were told like oh it will save people and you were like okay if you're sure and then when we came out of lockdown people were still getting sick and dying whereas this time we're going into it knowing that whilst it won't stop the problem it will help reduce the problem and keeping a focus on that bigger picture has been so important for me um I saw a thing going around the other day and I'm sure people listening will probably have seen this too about how um like it's no mean feat that you've adjusted your way of living over the past seven months and as a direct result of that people are probably alive today who otherwise might not be yeah that's the bottom line isn't it yeah and we can I think this time as well what is quite I don't want to say nice but is better going into this lockdown is smaller businesses have maybe been able to adapt more or we're aware of the importance of supporting local and that we know that a few of our local cafes are doing delivery services and stuff like that so although there's a lot that reminds us of the first lockdown I think there are things that are improved this time around as well yeah I think this time because it was always a possibility wasn't it that there was going to be a second lockdown so I think people were a lot more prepared in terms of individuals and like you said businesses as well they already had those systems set up from the first time so kind of pivoting back to that again not saying it's easy because it's not but it's that system's already in place and people know how it works and like you said you're a lot more willing now and appreciate that Mm. supporting local and looking out for those around you is is so important Yeah, one tip actually on that is because it's something I've been really thinking about, particularly in relation to Christmas. Yeah, I said it, guys. Christmas in November. Um, (laughs) Is I have deleted the Amazon app off my phone 
um, for a number of reasons I won't go into right now. But um, instead, what I'm trying to do is like in the past, I probably would have gone onto Amazon and been like, oh, can I just order like a candle I like from Amazon, get it next day. Now what I'm trying to do is think of other retailers if it's a branded thing that would stock it or go onto Etsy and look for something. Just yeah. There's like, or instead of just going to a huge high street retailer thinking, could I search this on Etsy? I don't find Etsy the easiest platform to use visually. I don't think it's the most intuitive platform ever. But if you're willing to just go through things and like wade through a few things, you can find some real gems on there. So if you want to support more local businesses, I would highly recommend doing that. I mean, that's not groundbreaking. People know about Etsy. But... Well, so, well, on the back of that, though, because I actually did this the other day, I wanted to get a gift for someone and I went on Not on the High Street. And I'm always aware that platforms like that are taking a cut somewhere. Yeah. And what I was looking for was actually out of stock. And I went, I looked at the shop name of the person and found them on Instagram and then found their actual website. And I know that that's probably a little bit faffy for people, but they had it in stock on their actual website. So I think, again, one, that's maybe an option if something's out of stock that you're looking for. And two, if you really want to go direct to the source, that's also a great way of supporting yeah. local businesses. We've been doing that with, if we get deliveries, like food deliveries, like Deliveroo stuff, we work out what we want and then we go off of Deliveroo and go direct to the um, like person who runs the food takeaway service yeah like you know it, it makes a difference someone else isn't getting a cut you know um but I think another thing like in terms of coping with this second lockdown is first time around it did feel like I mean it was a huge life adjustment and completely alien whereas this time we're kind of going into it with a bit of a like a crib sheet based on last time and like we know what made us feel good last time, what made us feel even crappier last time. And I'm trying really hard to focus on the things I know made me feel good last time. Like where I got that joy, like less screen time, trying to read a bit more, getting outside, exercising, like all those things that actually brightened my days. Let us go back to them. Yeah, I've started doing yoga daily again. And it I mean, I, I'm like, why did I ever stop? But obviously things come up and when you're not in lockdown, but it does make such a difference to do those things that made you feel good, but also that reminder to focus on the small things. Yeah. Like before, when we were walking, it would be, I don't know, enjoying the sound of birds or seeing a cute dog or a Skype call with friends. I think, again, reminding yourself to really appreciate and enjoy those those small things um, 100%. is and on the like the same vein as well in terms of learning from the last one I think it goes the other way and kind of don't put so much pressure on yourself yes because last time god that productivity trend and the bacon banana breads oh, and the, in the bin. I don't know I can't even remember now Dalgona coffee all of that <laughs> yeah it's don't put so much pressure on yourself like it's different this time it's winter the days are shorter heading into Christmas so it's something to look forward to I think just yeah don't don't feel like you have to follow a trend just because it's what other people are doing yeah I feel like there are fewer lockdown trends this time which I'm very happy about um I no longer feel the pressure to become a TikTok sensation and that's really nice <laughs> <laughs> but seriously like in, in in a more serious note like we we do know what was more harmful for us last time and I think if we can make any steps at all to avoid that 
than we should. And like for people, because obviously we're saying that this from a privilege, like a position of privilege in which we can work from home and we can isolate quite easily. I'm so conscious that so many people who listen to our podcast are not able to work from home and they are frontline workers and they're key workers. And so they are still going out and actually they're facing the other side of it, which is a ghost town society where they are seeing some of the most vulnerable people and they're dealing with like a whole other host of issues there. So the same applies, like you might not have time to get home from work and do yoga every day and cook a new meal every night and that sort of thing. But the things that make you feel worse, you can still stop. Like you can reduce your screen time. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't get outside for a walk during the day, I cannot recommend investing in a sad light enough um yeah I ordered one a few weeks back and it has made such a difference to me um and it's things like okay if you've had a really really horrible day can you call someone and just decompress from it can you find a way of managing that because you know it's we couldn't self-isolate and we couldn't be at home if it wasn't for the people who were going out and still working yeah also, on the back of what you were saying about getting the sad light as well, obviously the days are shorter now and that does does make things more difficult. Um, I struggle at the best of time with winter anyway and the lack of daylight. I think if you are working at home or you do have that flexibility in your schedule, I know I'm really making an effort to make sure I get outside for, for my daily walk when it's daylight or when it's sunny, basically in the middle of the day. So I'm actually seeing that daylight because there's nothing worse than getting up, sitting at your desk in wherever it is in your home or going to work and not missing all of the daylight and then it being darkness again when you're done. I think it's yeah. it's really not healthy. So I think making the most of those daylight hours when you can is going to be a really big one for this lockdown. For sure. And kind of by the same merit, I guess, although we are not winter's biggest fans, um, embracing the season a bit because for me something that really got me through the first lockdown was embracing the spring like being grateful that there are little flowers everywhere and that the weather was warmer and the evenings were lighter and of course that's the opposite to what it is now but by the same measure it's like cozy season you know you can snuggle up on the sofa you can light some candles you can pop the slow cooker on and cook a really nice dinner or you know hell order some mince pies who cares if it's November? Like, <laughs> crack out the mince pies, crack out the quality street, put on some mulled wine. Like, I know I'm not alone. I am getting into the, the festive spirit early this year. Um, so, like, I really feel like everyone is. I need joy. I just need that feeling of cinnamon candles and Christmas music and watching the holiday and cozying up. Like, I don't care if it's early. I need a little bit of joy in my life. <laughs> I've really, like, the last few years, I've not particularly felt festive and especially last year being in Australia and it was warm and hot on Christmas that was weird so maybe that's why I'm so excited but even the Christmas adverts seem to be on TV earlier this year like they've already started I almost feel like everyone's just thinking right the next thing we've got to look forward to is Christmas and I think I think that's totally fine yeah like it gives people something to look forward to and I think that's a good thing and I mean that's part of kind of how I'm approaching lockdown this time that I feel very lucky that I'm spending time with family that I've I've not seen for a whole year. And part of that is I'm going to get to spend Christmas with them. So I think if there's something, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, 
which I totally understand as well. But just the, like you said, the coziness of the season in general and kind of, you don't need an excuse to get cozy on the sofa and watch a feel good movie. It's, it's that time of year that's perfect for that. And if it makes you feel good, then why the hell not? Exactly. Like it's not, and I, this Christmas is going to look so, so different to normal um, for lots of reasons. I wonder if I was at a slight, I don't want to say advantage, but I knew going into this Christmas, like before COVID, even here, I knew it would look really different because I knew Alex would be working and we would be away from family. So I was like, ah, well, my Christmas isn't going to be my normal thing anyway. Obviously, I didn't anticipate a pandemic and it's now looking extremely different, as is everyone else's. And to begin with, I was like, I don't really want to get excited about Christmas because it's all just going to be a bit crap. And then I was like, well, it might be. It might be really crap. Um, And for a lot of people, I'm sure it will be. And my heart goes out to you. Um, But right now, like December 25th is a long time off. All you can control right now is your environment and your home and how you're responding to it. So if putting on some Christmas music and watching like Arthur Christmas, which is one of the cutest, coziest Christmas films ever, makes you feel a bit better, do it because it's going to look different this year anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, pop your tree up. Why not? Like, yeah. 100%. We're getting a real one this year. I'm really excited. I've only had a real tree once before. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, after last year, Christmas in Australia was so weird, as I've spoken about before. <laughs> I'm definitely excited to be back. But even well, even like it's in sooner than that, I know obviously things could change, but this lockdown is, I almost feel like it's a bit kind of easier to swallow because we have been given a fixed end date. And obviously yeah. that doesn't mean that things can't change and it may well be extended, we don't know. But I think having that date... For, to look forward to and to kind of aim for, even if it does get pushed back another week or two, I think it's really helpful to know that, okay, I only need to do this for four weeks. And what, now it's only three weeks? Yes, yeah, you can count down. I think that's the thing that I really struggled with last time was, it's like, oh, we're going into a lockdown. Okay, what does that mean? How long for? Like, what does what, what does that look like? Whereas this time, I'm like, okay, I'm fully aware it could get extended. And I'm sure if it does, I'll feel miserable. But right now I'm like, okay, well, this is the information we've got to work with. So let's just try and work with that. Yeah, definitely helpful having that kind of rough, rough end date. And also, again, it's not something to completely pin hopes on, but obviously there's been good news about vaccinations in the news the last couple of days. And I think, again, it goes back to what we were saying about the US election. I think it's hope. Yes. I think it it doesn't mean that that we're going to have a vaccine before Christmas and we're all going to be fully vaccinated and immune to it and life's going to go back to normal in a couple of months time like no one's that naive to think that this is going to go away quickly but it gives that bit of hope that so much is being done to make our lives go back to as normal as they can be as soon as possible and there is progress being made that you might not see it every day and obviously it's not a quick process but it's just that little bit of hope that things things are getting there and it's going to go in the right direction. It's just, we have to deal with the hand we're dealt with right now. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. Like, I think we, I think the pressure going into this lockdown feels different in that it's like, okay, this could, how many more times could this happen? And, you know, this is to save Christmas. And I think so much, so much pressure is put on Christmas anyway. Um, 
as like the best day of the year and it should all be magical and perfect and all that sort of thing. But like so many things, it's just a day and it's actually the moment around it that's important. Like for everyone who's had a birthday this year where they couldn't see their friends and family and they couldn't, you know, they had to make do with like a Zoom birthday or, you know, voice notes instead of people actually singing to them and all that kind of thing. You'll probably know, like, it's not it's not the actual date on the calendar that makes it special. It's the people around you who kind of try to, even if they can't physically be there, and how you approach it. And I think it's the same now. Like, if your birthday plans have been railroaded because of a lockdown, you can still do something and make it special. Like, it's all about how we approach it. That makes it sound like it's really easy. It's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> not, but... It's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's the hammered out. Like it's what we've it's what we've got right now to deal with. Yeah, and like we said, we've we've been through. It. The bottom line is we've been through this once before, and we we can do it again. I think it's important to remember that if you got through the last one, like you've got this. Like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Don't. Yeah feel like you have to follow what everyone else is doing like it is so difficult and it is so hard but you've honestly got this and there's people around you who can support you whether it's friends family whether it's um whether it's a helpline whether it's people you've met online whoever it is there is support networks in place um, to help you get through this time I think that's the thing if you if you got through it last time and it was a challenge but you're okay you can do this again. If you got through and you felt like you got through by the skin of your teeth, please reach out to someone this time. Give yourself a break. Lean on, just because someone physically can't be there doesn't mean that you can't lean on them. And even, even like you said, if it's a helpline, if it's a charity, if you don't feel like it's someone who you can go to who you know, there is support out there. And I think we've just got to all kind of being it together for lack of a better phrase again and there definitely isn't that kind of like energy that there was back in March and April time like a hundred percent there's not that like standing on the doorstep clacking pans together on a Thursday night kind of well we're all in this but we are still all in it um and we we should feel like we have that community around us yeah Absolutely. Um, I feel like that's a nice place to wrap it up. Yeah, for this week. I agree. We hope this has been helpful. Um, if, you, if you're if you stuck for things to do or things to entertain you or take your mind for everything, we do have a couple of recommendation episodes from the last couple of months. So we'll leave those links below as well so you can go back and listen to them because they're full of movies and books and podcasts and lots of nice feel-good stuff. Um, and as always... Um, please do give us a follow drop us a message if you have any recommendations we would love to hear from you either on the instagram account account (laughs) on the instagram account which is at growth in progress pod or you can contact us by email at growth in progress pod at gmail.com like we said we hope you've enjoyed this we hope you're staying safe and well and we will speak to you in a couple of weeks time bye bye
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.